It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Recorded live. Greetings in the name that is above every name. That is the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This is your host, Bishop F.L. Phillips, thanking you, you, and you for tuning in to another episode of the Impact Conference here on TalkShoot. We are just so grateful and we're so thankful that God has blessed us once more again to be able to come to where you are, and I am so grateful for that. It gives me great pleasure, great honor always to be able to share with you all and pertain to uh, leadership and things that God is doing in and through our lives. And so we are just so thankful and so grateful uh, to God for all that he's doing, and I'm so grateful that you have taking time out of your schedule to tune in to another episode of the Impact Conference here on Talk Show. I want to welcome all of our guests tonight that have tuned in with us. We've got a great show, great lineup. And I'm here to tell you that that God is about to do something spectacular. And I use that word with the greatest of confidence. I say God is about to do something spectacular, and we're just so grateful that he has included us in it. Um, when we are in tune to what God is doing, the blessings are always going to be there for us. So with that being said, we're, we're dealing with, amen, guidelines, amen, uh, for leadership and what to look for in choosing a leader, but we're going to go into a different aspect tonight. We're going to also look at the mentoring, the mentoring, that's M-E-N-T-O-R-I-N-G, mentoring component of leadership, the mentoring component, and TalkShoe and the Impact Conference does serve as a mentoring component of leadership where people can come and gain enhance and sharpen their skills. So with that being said, let me just start off, amen. Louisiana, you're on the phone line. Who am I speaking with tonight? Good afternoon, Bishop. This is Sister Anderson. How y'all doing? Well, we're doing well. Are you talking with us tonight or are you listening in? I'm talking. Amen. Well, we just give God praise, honor, and glory. In fact, I have been listening to um, the video from earlier today in the service and just listening to that jingle uh, how the Spirit of God really moved in there and how powerful the Word of God was in releasing the people uh, into another realm. Uh, and I'm yeah. so excited that God is giving such a message for such a time as this to the body of Christ. And uh, I was just listening to the harmony of all the things that that God was doing. What, Sister Anderson, what was your highlight of the service? I, I mean, you, you said in there, what was your highlight of the service? 
that really uh, gave gave some type of birth to um to, well when to, when you um as the as the spirit began to move throughout the ministry, you know, it was just a joyous thing to see everybody, you know, first of all, they were, everybody was up on their feet, and then there was a smile upon everybody's face. So, you know, when, when the Spirit of God started moving, you know, everybody was in there receiving what they needed to receive at that time. And, you know, I don't think there was not a person that was sitting down through the midst of, of, of that uh, when God stepped in and just showed up and showed out, you know, the body was all into the praise and worship and everybody gathered a smile and everybody began to hug. And I started seeing the the members just moving around and greeting and hugging and loving on each other. And it was just a good thing to see. Amen. Amen. Well, we praise God. Amen for that. Glory to God. And we just thank God for this time. We've got a great subject now tonight, but I just felt led of the Lord and I'm going to come up here and do a pastor. Glory to God and uh, Amen and just uh, Apostle, how's it going? What you say, Bishop? I said, how did everything go in y'all services today? Oh, the yeah, service was wonderful this morning, and um, God moved, of course, and uh, uh, we actually uh, God has opened up the door for us to uh, open up the ministry of life change and ministry recovery program. And my wife uh, also will be doing the battered women's uh, part about that, and, and and the women have been abused and different things in that area. And so we had our first meeting this weekend, um, and I guess she's going to have hers pretty soon. But uh, it was it was awesome. Uh, the two individuals that did come outside of the special guests that we had that brought guests, uh, they joined the church today and got saved. Amen. And, uh, Amen. They did life after Christ. And our pastor preached on reap what you sow. And uh, so at the little bit towards the end of the message, he said, well, you know, I have to, I have to show you all what I mean. So he said, who up here is ready to uh, reap your harvest? And uh, come forward. So he come forward. We didn't know what he was getting ready to do. And he pulled out his wallet, and he just gave away everything that he had in his wallet. And he said, I need everybody that's here to come support me, you know. And, and some people came up. Now, those that needed to, that, that, that was ready to receive, they received. And then the two individuals, now they, they're homeless. The two individuals that received the seed today turned around and gave it right back in the offering, gave the whole thing back. Because he explained to them, now this $20, 10% of it is $2. So when offering time came, they just put the whole 20 back into the church. Wow, when I when I saw that, now I said, you know, in spite of they're homeless and as well, you know, not knowing when they're gonna get the next meal from, that they turned around and he said, I believed on what he told me, and and uh, so they, they they initiated right there what they learned today, right back into the church. Amen. That, well, that that uh, you wasn't in Baton Rouge, and uh, I don't know. I mean, we were scrimmage, but. Uh, God released finance in the ministry, actually. Wednesday night, God released finance mm-hmm. uh, and supernatural increase for people. You know, you read what you sow is what you said the pastor they've been dealt with. I, mm-hmm. I dealt with prosperity and how mm-hmm. to 
how to receive uh, the blessings of God that make a rich and animal sorrow that, that comes forth in our lives and uh, in conjunction with what your pastor did, people began to come up. I had a man of God here from Florida on Wednesday night. He said, he said, you command now the blessings of God to move in a way that only you know God can do it. He says, it's your seasons to start commanding it. And I, I share with the people. And uh, I told them what I expected of them. Greater smile doesn't make a difference when they walk up. And they came up and did exactly what I said. Other people saw what they were doing, and they began to come. And so and so and so. One, amen, uh, brother got up and testified how God moved in his life, how God moved in his life. When he saw other people doing what he did, he went and talked to his wife, and he said, the Holy Spirit said, give everything in your pocket. Just like that. Give everything in your pocket. Now watch this. Understand the spiritual things of God. You come on. And I told you today we were going to look at another component of leadership, and that's the mentoring component. See, the mentoring component is how you teach people how to receive, how to flow, how to obtain in the things that God is doing. Now, everybody wants to understand some things, and we're going to be dealing with this leadership and aspect of it. In fact, it is confirmation to me that God has given me the will now to release me to go this way uh, in what we're going to be talking about tonight. And that's the mentoring component, the mentoring component of leadership. And, you know, mentoring means to show. It means to demonstrate. It means to allow someone to come alongside and to uh, participate in the things that you're demonstrating, the things that you're doing. And I want you to take this into consideration that sometimes, you know, you said something that confirmed what God has said to me. It's the reluctancy of the people. You know, you said some people came and participated while others did not. But what they did not understand was the greatest opportunity they had at that time was to sow. Because only then could they expect the harvest. Now, we're going to look at something and it relates to mentoring that we find sometimes that most people don't understand the guidelines of mentoring. They don't understand the guidelines of mentoring. Therefore, they struggle, Apostle, in receiving instruction. They don't understand the guideline of mentoring. Therefore, they struggle in receiving instruction. Let's go back over what I said. The first statement, let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you. I praise you. I give you honor and glory. Release, Lord God, this anointing on these, your people tonight. Deposit into them the great reward, Father God, the blessings and prosperity and the health and long life. And, God, I thank you for this present anointing that is resting in my life and on my ministry. Father God, that it shall go forth and accomplish the things greater than sin. We bind adversarial attacks. We rebuke all satanic attacks and influences that will try to hinder this way from going forth. And we speak nothing but blessings. We remove our cursing. 
and declare our lives free to flow in prosperity and, Father God, an increase. We give you praise. Thank you for your son, Jesus, the Christ, the Holy Spirit, and the word that has given us power to get wealth. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Let us all say amen. Listen, Apostle, your pastor said, he told the people, who want to, amen, receive their blessing of increase? And those who came up and obeyed, he initiated the, the process by mentoring. Come on. You said when they came up, he reached in his pocket and began to sow. He was mentoring. He was mentoring this component of leadership. Well, who's supposed to set the example? The leader. So if the leader set the example, then others are to follow the leader's example if they're going to receive the thing that God has for them. Well, in this component of mentoring, there are several things that that people have to understand that the positive side of mentoring, let me say this, the positive side of mentoring is that you're going to learn the things that are going to take your life to the next level. The positive side of mentoring is you're going to learn the things that are going to take your life to the next level. There are some repercussions which we may call negative or the non um agreement type things of mentoring, and that is where pride will try to cause you to exalt yourself above the one who is making the deposit of you. See, most of the time in leadership, once people get to a certain level, they think that they are more than the one who brought them to that level, and then they try to exalt themselves above the leadership, and that is, look, I heard, I don't know if it was Dr. Price or T.D. Jakes, he said, uh, what if you have outgrown your spiritual father? And Dr. Uh, Jake said, Bishop Jake said, that could never be. If my spiritual father does not pastor but five people, he is my father, therefore I am subject unto him throughout eternity until the Lord calls me home or calls him home. What was he saying? You cannot outgrow your father. Regardless of the numerical size, regardless of your statues in ministry, he's still your father. Now that's why I said, why is this impossible? So when we start talking about mentoring, when we start talking about mentoring, the mentoring, uh, mentoring component of leadership, why is it, and this is for everybody, and if evangelists are listening, why is it that many times when we mentor people, instead of them taking the process to develop and enhance the quality of their life and their calling and their ministry, they begin to try to use their authority and power over the mentor who is giving them the information that is elevating their life. Why is that? Are you asking her a question? Yeah, I'm asking you all evangelists, Hayden, a question. Okay. Why is it that when you 
when you're mentoring. Because one of the things I've learned in the mentoring process is that when you're mentoring people, people have a tendency to take the information that you're giving them and that has developed them and then try to usurp authority over you as the one who was given them this, that have brought them to this, this point in their life. How is it that they think that they are greater than the one who has developed and cultivated them and have brought their life to this particular level? Well, that's, the, that's the negative side of what I call the non-conformative side of mentoring. The positive side is that you're able to see your life develop along through the process of God sending someone to help you. For typical example, the Ethiopian unit, killer. He was lost, had no idea what he was doing, no, no what he was reading, and Philip went along and asked, do you understand? And that's going to be the first question that we ask when we talk about men- mentoring. Are we asking the right questions? What do you have to say, Apostle Evangelist? Good evening, Bishop. I, I pray all is well with you. Um, Great. One of the things that... Um, that leaders or mentorees um, forget is that without God, they wouldn't have gotten to where they are at in the first place. Therefore, God has put your mentor in your life for you to learn from. And, and, And that learning process is a continuous process. It just does not, you know, you gain what you think you know or from them and then you are, you know, you you put yourself where you think you don't need them anymore. And then mm. that becomes what we call self-exhortation, amen? amen. And then that means, that means you are totally out of order. Um, you're not being obedient to God anymore. It's all about self and, and you let the flesh overrule when it should always, always be about him first and what he wants you to learn second. Amen? Amen. What do you have to say, Apostle? We're talking about this mentoring component of leadership, and God sends people alongside to aid and sit, just as Philip was sent alongside for the good of Aquila and Priscilla for Paul, so forth and so on. You know, why is it that these mentories can seem to think once they have been mentored or see the progression of mentoring in their life that they try to usurp authority um, think that they reign over the one who is mentoring them. I think they go back and surround themselves around individuals that have failed, and that individual begins to implant uh, their knowledge of what they learned but they didn't learn, in other words, and fill their head, and then and, and then they start to believe what their what their what the ones that failed at, at success, and then try to try to go up against the person that is successful, not realizing that uh, they're doing they're they're doing nothing but just hindering themselves, you know, because it's easy for us to draw back into people who know everything and just that are not successful, versus you wow. know, because we don't want everybody ever to feel that you know, we're weak or we're not knowledgeable or, you know, we don't want nobody to feel that, but it, it, that, that's, we, 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 that's how we think. Yeah, and that's true. 
And we have to all uh, be cognizant of the fact that, you know, uh, one of the things Dr. Williams taught me, Dr. Joseph as well, Dr. Lewis, you know, guys who mentored me and given me the insight to flow. And one of the things they, they always said to me was that I must maintain constant focus of my position and relationship to theirs. And in, in every aspect, no child could never, ever reign and rule over their parents. Even when the parent is incompetent, the child must respect the parent, <clears throat> excuse me, to that degree. And God is speaking right now. We're talking about this mentoring component of leadership, and we're talking about those who come alongside uh, the leader to learn valuable insight that the leader has gained through experience. And so it gives great pleasure for someone. And I know in ministry, I've always said it, there are many people who wish they had someone to take the time out and teach these principles of leadership to them. They wish they had someone who would take the time out and share these principles of leadership. Most people... Don't even get this. I have one of my evangelists said this, and she said very honestly, she said, Pastor, some people go to seminary to pay what we come here and get free. In the mentoring aspect. And so I want y'all to ponder on that, and that's the right question. I'm going to come back to you all with amen and possible evangelists. Let me go down the line. Uh, Sister Anderson, why is it that, that the, the mentories seem to think that they have the past or have become more superior than their mentors? Uh, well, if in that aspect, you know, you brought up a home, a mother, father, and a child. In, the, in essence, in that um, illustration, a child will never reign over their parents. Uh, there are some children that think they are, but you're not. That's why it's important that you learn your position. In the ministerial staff, uh, the leader or the person, the overseer, still has that same capability of the body being submissive. There's always room for growth. There's always going to be something that you can learn. There's always going to be something that you need to know because you're not going to know everything. That's why God put that leader as the overseer of that flock to enhance our knowledge and to make us knowledgeable more of the word of God. Uh, I can look back over my notes because I'm a note taker. Every Sunday... It's something that I can grasp that I think is something that's going to fulfill my knowledge into the Word of God, and that's going to enhance me into knowing more of what thus said the Lord. Uh, I will never, ever 
try to overstep my boundaries because, see, in God's house, there's no room for self-exaltation. You cannot put yourself in a position where you think you have all the clues. See, once Christ starts living within you, it's no more I. It's him. And he does all of the the instructions from that point. It does not mean that you are in a position where you have all the answers and you think you know all of the solutions and all of the problems, and that's where in the uh, natural world your head becomes big. But guess yeah. what? There's always going to be somebody that's going to challenge you, and if you don't have enough word in you, they're going to break you. Because you're going to have to be able to, that's why I, I guess me as, a, as a, 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 a person that's wanting to know more, I will never put myself in a position to think that I can go out and talk to somebody or try to put myself in a position, well, no correction, put myself in a position where I would go before a leader and try to enhance what I know versus what he knows. Because guess what? You're not going to know enough to go up against him. That's like uh, going out there to uh, rob a bank without a gun. You know what I'm saying? That That's just how dumb it would sound. Amen? Mm. Amen. And, and, and the thing is, that's just announcing and comment. Um, we'll go to my next week on a guest. We talk about mentoring. We talk about how sometimes the mentoree does not understand the, the relationship of the mentor or his or her relationship with the mentor. And uh, it does more dangerous to the positive side, as I said before, there's two sides to mentoring, positive and what I call um, it's not so much negative, but the non-conformative side that is not conforming to God's original plan of mentoring. You know, train up a child the way he should go. Um, teach them thy ways when I buy them from thy heart. For this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate upon the day and night, so forth and so on. There are too many things that God has given to us in the body of Christ to help us alone. And one is those who have been with God who have been walking with God, who have been led by God, to help us get to where God has taken us. And so that mentoring component of leadership, in the positive sense, is God has someone to help you and release you from your struggles. Let me go to my last Louisiana guest. Louisiana, you're on the phone line. Who am I speaking with tonight? Hi, this is Tyler. Good evening. All right, Tyler. What do you have to say about this mentoring component? What do you have to say about why people... Amen. In the mentoring process, feel that they have outgrown or either overstepped, can overstep the power and authority of the mentor in doing those things. I believe that the mentoree um, don't understand their position or role as a mentoree. Uh, that's why you sit up under uh, those in authority to learn. Um, learn from them and to grow and mature. Uh, when you find when people when uh, people step outside their boundaries and don't know their role, uh, they will always uh, come into a, a power struggle 
with the one that's in authority. And that's when uh, they're not able to, uh, not able to um, gain, nor would they be able to um, move forward because they will always think in their mind that they know more than the one that's in authority. Um, and it comes from disobedience. Um, because they don't understand um, the role of authority. Uh, you may gain, you may have a lot, a, a lot of information, but not a lot of knowledge. And I think that's where the mentory falls short. They may have a lot of information, but not a, not a, not, a not enough knowledge. They are not wise enough to sit up under those who are in authority. And I think that's where the mentory are fall short. And um, they will wow. always try to challenge that person in authority. Well, and you're, you're absolutely right. Let me say this to all of the listeners, amen. This is the thing that I, when I teach these components, especially the mentoring component, I always put myself in a position of how I got to where I am today. And one was one, I allowed myself to be mentored. In other words, I felt that there were people involved in my path that can help me arrive at the destination that he has called me to. And I knew within myself, I did not have all of the components but I knew that there were people who had certain components that if I connected with them and allowed them to deposit into my life the things that I needed or so needed in my life, that it would bring me closer to fulfilling God's original plan for me. That was the beginning of the mentoring aspect because I know as much as you don't like it, it is fun to always be around that the master is amen the head of the servant, the husband, the head of the wife, you know, so forth and so on. It is very important that we understand that component of it. Now, with that being said, here is something that we also have to do in the mentoring process. Not only must we ask the right questions, here's the second thing, if you take a note. You have to clarify your level of expectation. In other words, you have to clarify your level of expectation which means what am I here for? What am I here for in this mentoring? What, what, is, what am I expecting of him? And how am I relying on him or her to help me to reach my goal and obtain whatever it is that I'm looking for? What are my expectations? That is crucial in the mentoring aspect. You need to know what are your expectations are. And one of the things that I want to just kind of give you some insight on is that, you know, you have to look at where you are and then determine how you want to get to where you desire to go. And that is something that you must do for yourself. The mentor can only supply information. You must supply the inspiration. Let me say it again. The mentor can only apply information, knowledge. You must apply the inspiration. In other words, you have to be excited about 
the things that this person is about to deposit in your life. You ought to be excited about the things this person is about to drop into your life. And so, therefore, you have to set your expectations. Let me say that again. You have to set your expectations in this mentoring component of leadership. You have to set your expectations in this mentoring component of leadership where you have to do what is required in order to see the benefits. So let's talk about these expectations. Let's talk about the expectations that a mentoring should have of a mentor. Let's talk about it, and let's see what we have to say. Uh, Apostle Evangelist, what are the expectations that you have if someone is mentoring you? What would be your expectations in relationship to the things that you so desire, things that you would so need in order to be successful and effective in what you're doing? What would be your expectations for your mentor? Well, I, I get a great joy out of it myself. I uh, I sit back and I watch people, and my greatest desire is to help people, you know, because a people person. Uh, you know, just like with uh, yesterday's situation with uh, uh, going over to the Salvation Army and just being able to talk to people and, and, and then watching, watching someone's my, – my sole goal is when I go and speak to somebody is first of all, if I even say anything to them, I look at what their what their facial expression is saying because the facial expression says a lot of things. And so then I just ask them a few questions, basically about your you know the name and and just break that ice with them. And then I just ask them about themselves. And then that gives me the opportunity to to uh, you know be able to speak. But my expectation, what I'm getting out of it, is just to be able to. Uh, help somebody um, uh, to show them, uh, you know, implant qualities in them that somebody else gave them to me to pass on to them. Those are my expectations out of being uh, out of a leadership, out of giving someone leadership, teaching somebody leadership. Amen. What do you have to say, evangelist? You know, we, we, we're really dealing with a very serious subject because a lot of people um, neglect the power of a mentor. They neglect the power. I had a pastor today came to the prayer breakfast, and he left so inspired and so motivated. He went back to his church and began to share with them the things that he had experienced over at the church, and he was so fired up, you know. And in that aspect of motivation and expectations of your mentor, you ought to be excited. So uh, what are the expectations, the evangelists, that you would have? Well, let me ask that question again. I, I think I got it wrong the first time, but uh, mm-hmm. my expectation is like when I when I get ready to get on this call, I'm expecting to get something from you. Uh, I'm expecting to get uh, some nuggets that are going to carry me through the week. That when I go through the week, I can I can think about what you have just told me Sunday. So you know, I'm anticipating that. When I when I hear you speak, you're gonna say something that's gonna deposit into my spirit to give me a direction. Right, and that's what's supposed to happen. It's a very good analogy of expectation. That's something that you're looking for. You can't go alongside of a mentor and never expect for the mentor to make positive contributions into your life. I said you should never, and you can't go alongside of a mentor and not expect the mentor 
to make positive contributions in your life? What do you have to say, Matthew? Well, what I would expect is uh, is total honesty. Um, I expect to uh, not have uh, anything sugar-coated. I expect that if I'm falling short, that I would be told that I'm falling short. I would expect that the direction that I'm given um, would be from what they see in me, that the, the areas that I need enhancement on. Um, I expect a, a, a great um, outcome of it. You know, I, I expect to see results. I, I expect to be to be told that you know you're seeing results. You're you're learning. You're catching on. And if I'm not catching on, and I'm not learning, and I'm falling short, I expect to be told those things. So, you know, we have to be honest um, and be open for our mentors to, to 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 give us that information. You know, we, we can say we want to sit under someone. We can say we want, you know, someone to mentor us, but are you humble enough to accept those things? Um, so I, I would expect that the first thing that anyone as a mentoree should learn is that they got to be humble. And that it, that takes a lot, you know, when you're, when you're trying to learn something from someone, amen? Wow. Well, let me ask this, Evangelist. You're 100% right. I was just sitting back thinking about that. And here, here are the two things that I look at in expectations is that I should never encounter the mentor. Your husband said it very well, and you alluded to it. I should never encounter the mentor without expectation of receiving. In other words, the reason why God is connecting me to this person is to make deposits into my life. Amen. So I must be open to receive. I must be open to receive. And most of the time in the mentoring process, the mentoree, when he starts seeing the deposits bringing forth returns, begin to resist the mentor. Amen. And begin to try to elevate themselves above the mentor when they should remain open to receive. They don't realize their life where it is today is because of the mentor. You break fellowship with the mentor, you destroy the relationship that you have with your life elevated. Amen. Amen. So that, that, so that is so true because if you're not open, how, you know, when we receive things, we have to be open to receive them whether they sound good or not. Amen. And sometimes when when our mentor is, is giving us direction and and we're open we should be open to receive them, it it, it it's not gonna be pretty sometimes because they see us in a different light than we see our own selves. Right. You know, someone sees you in a different light than you see your own shit self. So you should be open to receive how that person is seeing you that may change or elevate you to the next level to help someone else because that's the that's the main purpose is to is to bring in disciples and help other individuals and give back. We have to pay this forward as well. Amen. Amen. And that is very good. We want to thank Amen God for evangelist and apostle, uh, Sister Anderson. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about this expectation of the mentor, you know, and 
so many times people neglect um, the value of someone being in their life to come along and aid and assist them. You know, I had a pastor tell me one time, and he wasn't lying. I know he was telling the truth. He said, man, I just wish I had somebody who would walk alongside of me like they did with you. Man, I could have saved a lot of headaches, a lot of heartaches, a lot of unnecessary pain. Uh, life could have been much sweeter for me than it is. You know, it's regrettable. What do you have to say to that? Well, uh, being the recipient of a mentor, um, I know that there are a lot of areas that I'm still growing in, and um, I know that there are a lot of questions that I would ask, and I would be looking for that mentor to give me the right answer, even if it will hurt, you know, be upfront and honest with me, uh, because this would be an area that I will be correcting, not to let me just uh, take whatever I thought could be right and apply it wrongly, you know, because at this point in my life, I'm looking to elevate my life to another level. And as a mentor and a mentoree, I would want to be able to know if it, if it you know, your words are, if the arrows throw, are thrown up, if it hits you, it wasn't intended to miss you. So I would look for arrows to come up because I know these are rather corrections, and two things will happen in that. I will take heed to what is being said and start applying it, or I will ignore it and stunt my growth. Amen? Amen. And that is very true. Uh, I'm going to go to Sister Thomas, but I want to comment on what Sister Anna just said. And all of us, you have to understand, and I, I keep emphasizing this really because you know, I remember those guys saying, man, I wish I had somebody to come alongside me, help me like they help you, you know, man, it would be much easier for me, so forth and so on. But mentoring is what makes leadership easy, especially for up-and-coming leaders um, to do things the right way and be able to flow in the right mindset and right manner. It's to mentor. Uh, let me go to Sister Thomas, the of God, and let's talk to Sister Thomas. Uh, let's talk about this mentoring expectations. Let's go. What do you have to say? Uh, I uh, I believe that uh, I would look for into a mentor, uh, someone that will guide me and discipline uh, discipline me uh, and give me the tools that I need to move forward. Uh, to my uh, dreams or where I where I want to go further, I also look for you know the I look for the mentor to give me the skills and the you know teach me the technique of uh, what I need to know and understand um, why they are uh, mentoring me uh, and I as I mentioned strict discipline you know. Uh, not let me do what I want to do, but do what that's going to help me um, to be more productive. So I will look for a mentor in that uh, area because uh, I know that uh, a mentor has every uh, they have your best uh, 
they have your back. They ha- they want you to reach your potential. And I, uh, the sister was saying that you know it's, it's not always pretty. You know, sometimes uh, you feel like you know that uh, I just can't take the pressure anymore. But if you just continue to sit up under that mentor, uh, they know what's in you, and they only gonna pull out. They're gonna pull the best out of you. Uh, sometimes it lay dormant, and we as um, the mentee don't understand. And uh, we we know it's there, but we need that mentor to uh, help us to uh, take us to that next level. So I look for the uh, the tools that will help me to get to where I need to be uh, in my career or in my ministry, and I look for uh, discipline. Uh, don't allow me to do what I want to do because that will hurt me um, in the long run. But show me and uh, uh, give me the um, the skills and the technique how to reach uh, my full potential. Amen. Wow. That's pretty good. Now, I was just thinking when you said that, you know, reach your full potential. But, you know, there's some things that we have to do, and those expectations uh, are very important. Now, I want to I want to share this with you, um, and I want you all to listen to this and in respect to um, the mentoring aspect. Very few people ever put the expectations of the mentor, the expectations of the mentor's value before them. Very few people ever put the expectations of the value of the mentor before them. Let me say that again. Very few people ever put the expectations of the value of that mentor before them and look at their life successes and their life accomplishments and so forth and so on to determine how far that person can take them in expectation. You know, it's it's always been said, a man who climbed the mountain can show a man how to climb the mountain. A man who has climbed the mountain can show a man how to climb a mountain. And so most of the time, the mentoree does not put or places the value of that mentor before them and expectations, you know, that, this man possessed the ability. This man has the ability to, to do what I need, to take me where I'm trying to go, to help me accomplish what I'm trying to set out to do. These are the things that are very important to the mentoring component of leadership because, you know, you're going to encounter things, but the mentor is there to help you understand the basic things in life. Here's the third aspect, and we're going to go to it, and I'm going to come up, amen, to uh, Apostle Hayden, an evangelist, that uh, the mentoree must accept, A-C-C-E-P-T, accept the subordinate role and learning position. In other words, in short, the, mentor, the mentoree must accept the subordinate role, and not only the subordinate role, but the learning position. In other words, they must 
appoint themselves to receive. Now, here's the thing that I want you all to take into consideration. They must humble themselves. One of the things that a mentor does not like is to see the mentorees vaunting and boasting and doing things that are unbecoming of his experience. The wiser you get, the smarter you get, the less irate, the less oppositional you become because of this principle. This mentoring has to, and they said again, accept a subordinate role. And, amen, I love this, receive the learning position. Let's go to the phone line. This is powerful. All right. Amen. Apostle Evangelist. Let's talk about this accepting the subordinate role and uh, gravitating and, uh, and, and pulling toward the learning position or the position of learning. Let's let's talk about it. With the mentorees sometimes, they don't gravitate to, to the knowledge and then they don't humble themselves uh, to learn it. Well, why, why is that? Well, I'm, I'm thinking that it's because they're not hungry enough. You know, when you're the mentoree, um, and we're talking about mainly adults, you know, it's it's one thing to be in a child-parent uh, uh, relationship. We should look at it as though it's a child-parent relationship, but in actuality, the reality of it is that we're we're talking about full-grown adults who have already formed an opinion of what they think, feel, how something should be, amen. So to be subordinate to your mentor, uh, again, I just, you know, take it to the, the how humble are you? Because you're going to be asked and placed in positions where you might want to jump in and offer your opinion, but you're the mentoree, and you're and you're supposed to be receiving because you don't have it all, amen. And that's one thing we have to realize that we don't have it all. We're we're looking, we're thirsting. How thirsty are you? How how much do you want this? Are you are you open to receive? So that insubordination role that we have to play is a difficult role. You know, we have to be able to to take a step back, and a lot of times we don't want to take a step back because, as I said again, we think we know. When in actuality, you know, you placed yourself in the position that you're you're supposed to be learning, and when you're learning, you sit and you zip it and you listen. You learn to listen and you listen to learn. Amen. Amen. I can't argue that and will say it. Uh, I know that, you know, many times uh, this is something that I I feel that many leaders who have set out to do ministry did not follow this principle of mentoring and getting with someone to travel alongside them to help them to, to do the things, you know, more protective. Uh, as what Aquila and Priscilla did for Paul, you know, as what Elijah did for Elijah, you know, and so forth, so on. You know, even Barnabas for, you know, Ananias for Saul. 
you know, this mentoring thing is, is, is really a key component to leadership, you know, because unless you have the experience and the know-how and the knowledge of yourself, you're going to really go in and vex people, and they're going to, in turn, want to vex you because you don't understand. What do you have to say, evangelists, when it comes down, I'm sorry, apostle, when it comes down to uh, this mentoring where um, the subordinate role and uh, the learning position are to be admonished and adhere to it. Evangelist said very well that, you know, sometimes uh, it's not that we ignore your opinion as much as we have to know when to say it, when to say it. And typically, in the in the face or in the presence of your mentor, one thing you don't want to do is you don't want to make him feel as though he's wasting or she's wasting their time with you because you're unwilling to submit or take interest in the value that they're contributing. What do you have to say, Apostle? I'm just going to absorb the question and, and, I'll, and I'll pass this. Okay. Amen. All right. Stand by. Let me go down to Mr. Stanison. Mr. Stanison, what do you have to say concerning this subordinate and this learning position? Well, if, when you have a subordinate, an insubordinate mentoree, then their growth will show because everything is repetitiously they're repeating themselves you and it's it'll get to a point where when they open their mouth you're going to know exactly what they're going to be saying because there's no growth there but any doctrine even in the natural world anything that you want to take a grasp of and to elevate and uh, build your character is going to require studying, applying, reading. You're going to have to have an overseer over that's going to have to teach you what is need to, what needs to be taught. It's up to you to absorb it. It's up to you to receive it. It's up to you to apply it. Now, if it's if if these components are not met, then it's, there's always going to be a flaw there because everything that you do or say is not going to be edifying the body, number one. Secondly, because you did not sit under a leader long enough to grasp or enhance whatever it is that you're set out to do, it's, it will show it's not going to even. It's going to show even in the biblical aspect of it because you're not going to have enough word to apply to whatever you're trying to bring over. Amen. Amen. Well, let me ask this because you know you, you alluded to a lot of things that dealt with subordination, insubordination, which is refusing to take direct orders uh, from the superior authority, and so many times the rebelliousness of humility leads to embarrassment of the individual. The rebelliousness of humility leads to the embarrassment of the individual. Notice I said, and I, I'm going back to the notes because I always like to refer to it accurately, uh, acceptance as a, a, a subordinate role and take the learning 
position. It's not about how much you know. It's how much the individual who you figure can help you can make the deposit in you that's going to help you reach your destination. Amen. You know, that's what is more important. I know sometimes he's going, I've gotten this point. It's not about the attitude I've been here. I've sat in classes before where I knew the information, but I'm blanking that, that mindset to say, but I have something. There's something in here for me to learn. And that's when I began to go forward and begin to confess this subordinate and this humbling experience because it does give me a lot more freedom to be able to flow and not be restricted, especially when you're helping people as they are helping you. We have to take advantage of that. Let me go down the line with regard and we'll come back up with our um, final comments and prayer. What do you have to say to us about this? Uh, accepting this uh, subordinate role and this learning position. Tom, can you hear me? Hello. Let me go. Okay. Yeah. What 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 do you have to say about this 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 subordinate role and this learning position? Most most mentorees don't want to humble themselves and accept the subordinate role that the person that is mentoring them can share something with them that has experience and knowledge and know-how, wisdom and everything else that comes along with it. And therefore, the mentoree should be uh, open-minded and submissive to the information that could be readily dispensed and deposited into their lives from the mentor. The learning position. You know, some of us don't know it, and we have people that can help us, but we won't go to them. You know, they all know they ain't my mentor. A mentor is a good thing. In fact, I have the utmost respect for those who believe in the mentoring process and don't allow pride to turn them away from admitting you don't know and allowing somebody to walk you alongside and help you to succeed. Because let me share something with you. When it's all said and done, when it's all over with, you're going to praise God that you had someone to help you versus someone who did not have anyone. And look at the end result where the mentor is in place. There's a release that is given to those who are part of his program or under his tutelage or her tutelage because of the fact they see the improvements in their life. But what do you have to say, Sister Thomas, about this subordinate role and this learning position? I believe that uh, as a mentoree, um, you have to know your role uh, to be able to submit yourself and sub mean to under. So you're under yeah. someone that uh, that uh, up under you. I mean that that's uh, the sub uh, the mentoree is up under someone. So he's submitting whatever their will to that person. Um, and a lot of times, I believe that when um, the Bible, Galatians uh, six and three says, "For if a man think of himself more, be something, he's not that he deceives himself." So yeah. I think when that uh, 
when they get that 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 intonation, that that thing in them that think they're more than the facilitator, or more than the teacher, or more than the uh, mentor, they begin to deceive themselves. So uh, they are not able to take instruction. They are not able to grow. They are not able to mature. Uh, they fall. Uh, they are not in the will of God. And I believe that um, to fall in the will of God, that you have to submit yourself under those in authority, uh, whether it's a facilitator, whether it's a teacher. And a lot of times uh, uh, the mentory think they know more information, and it goes back, but they may not. They may know the information, but know, but don't know how to apply the information. So that would hurt them in the uh, 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 further up uh, and as they grow immature, because they have not gained the um, the basic. Uh, I have sit in classroom where you know uh, the students thought they knew more than the facilitators, and when it was time for the testing, that when it when it was time to write it on paper, that's when it showed that you know you need the facilitator. The facilitator don't need you. So that's where we need the mentor. The mentor, uh, uh, the mentor don't need us. We need the mentor. So I believe that when we do not submit ourselves above the the, uh, the mentor, that we hurt ourselves and we deceive ourselves. And um, as we uh, journey, where whatever journey we're on, that we will never get to where we need to be. Um, we'll fall short. We would not be able to gain everything uh, that we need to be successful um, on our journey. So I believe that uh, the, the mentoree uh, always have to submerge, uh, give, you know, uh, uh, give, uh, be able to give their will to that person. Let that person show you which which way you should go. And they if you if they are mentor, then they had to do something that you seen something in them that that you uh desire. So then I believe that, that mentoree should be able to uh submit to the mentor. Amen. Well and that's a blessing. You know, well, well said, and I think that's something all of us need to take under consideration, the, you know, the subordinate role of being able to humble ourselves and accept the fact that, you know, the, the person that is mentoring you have already proven themselves, and that alone should uh, cause you to humble yourself if you want to get what they have to offer you in those deposits. Amen. <coughs> Any, any any final comments or prayer requests or comments? Excuse me. Um, first of all, I want to thank uh, you, Bishop, and everyone on the call sheet tonight. Uh, this has been a great, um, I'm going to say a great lesson because it's continued to help me to, uh, to gain more uh, information. I, I, you know, I don't have, uh, I don't have much not to sit up on this, the one that's able to take me to where I need to be. Uh, I never want to 
uh, overstep my bounds in um, ministry, nor do I want to overstep my bounds um, in wherever I uh, God has placed me. Um, so I thank you for the tunes. Thank you for the. I thank you for the techniques that I'm able to uh, catch on, and I have to do work myself to move to where God wants me to be. Uh, you say the mentor applies the information, but we have to do the work ourselves. So this is the work that I have to do by you giving us the tune and the information. I have to take those information and I have to begin to apply the information to my life. And I and I believe that everyone on the talk show, uh, uh, I, I believe that they have a same mindset uh, because we wouldn't be on here tonight if we wasn't had didn't have a hunger for what uh, the man of God has to say. Uh, my prayer request is continue to live up the fivefold ministry, uh, lift up their families. And I believe that God is sent to turn the situation around in our lives. Um, so I, I thank God for you all tonight. Amen, amen. I was just smiling and we give God praise. Amen. And God is doing great and marvelous things. Uh, Sister Anderson, any final comments and prayer? Because we welcome, amen. Uh, but Haiti, amen. Prophet is for Haiti. We welcome you to the Impact Conference here in Talks. You, my radical Sister Anderson Talks, uh, we're dealing with mentoring the mentoring component of leadership, and that's what we're dealing with. And we're talking about right now the um, subordinate role and the learning position of the mentoree. And so we're doing our final comments, but we welcome you, amen, to listen in. Just add some final comments and prayer requests. Uh, yes, Bishop. Um you know, as we were, you were speaking and the knowledge that you brought forth, you know, again, it's something that I can feast on. You know, I thank God for the word that you bring every Sunday night as well as Sunday throughout the day. Um, but, you know, it, it's always something that I'm going to learn different. And I have to be open to receive it. And... uh you know, when you were teaching on leadership mentors and mentorees, you know, it it makes you humble yourself, as Evangelist Satan said, because you don't want to miss anything. It's a hunger for you that you're going to continue to try to grasp everything that's being said and start applying it to your life. So I thank God for the talk show. My prayer request is to continue to pray for my family and that my Biblical knowledge and my understanding will continue to be enhanced. Amen. Amen. And uh, that was a blessing. Um, uh, I want to say this to all y'all, especially to those who are in position of influence, and that's leadership. Anyone who is in a position of influence um, is in leadership. They may not have a type, but they are influencers, and therefore, they have an effect on somebody's decision and process of their thinking. Um, consider themselves leadership, even though they may not have the time. This is the thing I'm going to bring to you all that I want you to take into consideration. 
uh, and I look back at that notes and I said this subordinate uh, role because, you know, some people, the more they gain, the more pride takes over, the more they gain, the more they figure they know everything and they know everything. You know, more, more, more. Excuse me, no more than everybody, and then they begin to take that mindset like they're somebody. And the scriptures will personally come up that you know, when a man thinks he's something, he's really nothing, and therefore he raises himself. So, you know, let's take into consideration the subordinate rule. Let's take into consideration this learning position that you know the reason why we're connected with this person is because they have something to offer us. And they're able to deposit things in our lives that we could not get otherwise from anybody else. So, with that being said, what do you have to say, Apostle um, Evangelist Hayden? Comments or prayer requests? We just look forward, uh, Bishop, to to these messages and teachings that you give every Sunday because, you know, we come with an expectation. And I think that. Um, as a mentoree, that we should always come to receive with an expectation, a high expectation of information that's going to improve, enhance our spiritual walk. I think about the study, uh, and I think I'm going to do uh, read about it again and, and uh, allow the Holy Spirit to just quicken my spirit about it, um, one of the greatest stories in the Bible is that of Paul and Timothy. You can't get a better mentor or mentoree relationship than Paul and Timothy, amen? And if we mock and want to mimic any type of relationship of a mentor and mentoree, I think that we all should just go back and feed on that relationship and allow the Holy Spirit to let us see that relationship in its entirety because when Paul couldn't move, when Paul was in prison and chained, amen, he sent Timothy to send his message out that God had for him to send, amen, because he had mentored him and developed him so that he would, be able to deliver the message that God wanted the people to hear. So I thank you, Bishop, for continuing to plant these seeds in our spirit. And uh, my prayer request is that you continue to strengthen my marriage and our ministry as we, you know, step in in faith, out in faith on this program that we're, we're starting, that our pastor has so graciously allowed the Holy Spirit to, to allow us to do so. We're just uh, asking for special prayer for that ministry, your ministry, and our ministry as well, our families, and all of the individuals that are on the talk show tonight. Amen. 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 We are in honor and praise. Amen. Apostle, any final comment for prayer And We just want to keep the East Coast lifted up for all the uh, compounders notices they've got day after day after day. And, uh, uh, Pray for those people up there and, and, and their traveling mercy. And pray for my parents as well as my uh, mother-in-law and father-in-law. Pray for my wife as well and my grandparents and children as a whole. And we continue to pray for your ministry and everyone that's on the call and those that have the desire to call in. Amen. Well, we praise God. Amen. I want to say this, amen, before I go to Pastor Vernon. 
think that's the only way part of it. Is uh, y'all brought some very positive and very insightful, um, informative information tonight. Um, and y'all have in the past, but you know, having a good ear to hear things in the spirit, uh, I was very much intrigued with uh, the wealth of information, the valuable perspective of it that they came forth that, you know, I guess, I don't know, it may have been the subject matter uh, that may have generated that type of response, but, you know, I did not get to this level in my ministry uh, putting myself in a position of knowing it but when I was putting myself in a position of wanting to receive it, was solving, you know, and that's how I've obtained to perfection as leadership is because I, I wanted it, I sought it, and I just want to thank God that you all have that mindset, that consciousness to, uh, to absorb and, and, you know, just, you know, stuff it all in because, you know, you're going to see it down the road, principles that have been taught on this impact conference, beginning to resurrect itself in your life and in your ministries where you're going to say, wow, wow. And it's going to come forth at the season and the right time. Just got to continue to humble and stay focused on the assignment of God is the culture. Amen? Amen. Let me go on to Pastor Larry. Amen. All right, Pastor Larry, want to welcome you to the Impact Conference. Uh, how is everything going in your world? Um, I just got on like five, ten minutes ago. Uh, I was just um, trying to, you know, just get encouragement, but I just caught uh, some of it. But I just want to just tell everybody to be encouraged and keep me in your prayers. Amen. Um, let me just ask this. I know you have several shows that you participate in host. Uh, this is a leadership, exclusive leadership teaching that on the talk show living over three years or living, maybe living longer. I may have been on it longer now. I just started doing the impact conference about three years ago. Strictly on leadership, we deal with various components of leadership from the book I wrote, Culture Strategy. And tonight we've been dealing with the mentoring component of leadership and how many times, you know, we have people who uh, reject knowledge. Hosea said it, they're going to be destroyed because they would not allow someone to come alongside and aid and assist them and help them. It's so often. It's the demise and the ruins of ministry that many men and women, God, who have taken the call of God and thought that God has given them permission to do a lot of things without first getting the proper training, you know, all them intimidated out there, you got proper training, you get tight of them, they got proper training. And there's just something about the mentoring process that gives the footing and the foundation uh, to build on good leadership. So, Pastor, uh, are you actually a pastor of a church, or are you just pastor um, in the realms of the talk show? I do both. Uh, um, I do both, but. Uh... I just um, say about a year ago, 
what, three years, two years, two to three years ago, I took my calling. And last year was the first year I started doing service live. So uh, I'm a little bit of both, but um, I'm a person. I listen to, I listen, and and I'm always open to new ideas. So uh, I do a little bit of both, but I'm in the beginning stages. Amen. Well, we, we thank God for you, like I said, um, in the aspect of ministry, because that's what I was. I was educational director for two churches. I've been in this 30-plus years uh, doing this work with the ministry, and I've been in the leadership aspect of it a lot longer. From a child, I've displayed everything I've said in the role of leadership. And so God has blessed me to be able to do this in a way that I consider it to be fortunate to have such a gift bestowed upon me. But I know what to do. And that was to absorb all that I could concerning this typical field of leadership. And I got alongside people who was doing what I knew God would one day call me to do. And I humbled myself. I've changed the wise counsel and knowledge and I begin to seek uh, the consciousness. One of the things I'm going to talk about next week, I didn't deal with it this week, was to appreciate the, the mentor but not idolize the mentor or the mentor. Uh, and so many times we have to be careful that we don't make the mentor our idol. But we should appreciate the mentor because of the contributions that they make in our lives. But help us to stay out of the pitfalls of failure, destruction, and so forth and so on. Because uh, ministry is not an easy task. It takes WRK. And if you're unwilling to work, you'll never see any harvest or benefits from going ministry. 90% of it is done in the fields, not in the factory. It says 90% of it is done in the fields, not in the factory. Jesus proved that in Matthew and he said, look out into the fields, how they are white into harvest. Harvest is truly plentiful, but the labors are few. Therefore, we look at this particular situation to see that, you know, that that the field is where the work is needed and not in the factories. You know, when we get a man, we can be able to clean him up, but we've got to first get him out of the field before we take him to market. So I want to just thank God for you, Pastor. Uh, where is your ministry located? I'm in Houston, Texas. Houston, um, Texas. Yes, sir. Come on. I'm always down in Houston and Round Rock, uh, Alameda Road out there. Dr. Michael P. Williams, good friend of mine, actually will be here uh, out in uh, Round Rock out there with Apostle David Pittman. And we have several friends of mine that pastor. In fact, I do a lot of ministry in the Houston, southwest side of Houston. And, uh, and that, that, uh, in that road, Bacchus Creek, Ridge Road, and all that area. Yes, I'm, I'm familiar with those areas. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I come down there a lot. But we are always here, Pastor and Prophetess. Uh, we're here every Sunday night. 10 o'clock. Amen. 
Yes, that's what's at the time, I'm thinking. Um, 9 o'clock, our time here. And, you know, this is all we talk about, this leadership. Tonight, we're dealing with um, mentoring components of leadership, the mentoring component of leadership, that all of us are going to have to be taught or submissively willing to learn from those who are doing what we desire to do. We just got to face the facts that we all have to take that humble approach and submit ourselves to subordinates and learning uh, the things that we don't know. And, uh, one of the things I never wanted to do was take a trial and error approach on God's people. Uh, you know, I don't want to practice something. I want to know what I'm doing when I step out. That's why mentoring is so important. So we just want to thank God for all of y'all, Pastor. Honor, we thank God for you. Listen to me, uh, Providence on ye, Mahita, uh, and all of y'all who gather together. You can, look, you can look me up on Facebook, Glory to God, and and I'm with Freddie Phillips and Bishop Ashley Phillips and see what the Lord is doing in the ministry. Uh, but there's something, amen, that God is doing across this airway tonight that all of us, just as I go to conferences and I get mentors, and learning, and I don't think I know it all, but I set up other people who can help me and take me to the next level in ministry. Please don't ever reach a plateau where no, you, you can't go any further because you're unwilling to let anyone have take you there. Then you're on your way back down because, you know, unless you continue to elevate, you begin to go back to where you started. That being said, amen, we just give God praise on the glory. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, we just come before you. We thank you. Father God, we pray for Thomas. We pray for Anderson. We pray for Apostle, the Evangelist Aiden. We pray for Pastor Larry. We pray, Providence, amen, honoring, glory to God. And we pray for guests two and three. Lord God, we just lift up five full ministry gifts tonight. We thank you, Father God, for such a desire to pray for the leaders of the church and the fivefold ministry gifts to the body of Christ. We pray for Sister Always pray for our family, Lord God. We pray, Father God, for children, grandchildren, Lord God. Father Lord God, we not only pray for that, but she desired a knowledge, Lord God, and greater knowledge and understanding of your word. So we pray for supernatural deposit and increase in the knowledge that she possessed. And then, Lord, we pray for apostle. Evangelist Hayden, God, we pray, Father God, for their ministry, one, the new ministry that they have been given charge over. We pray, Father God, for their in-laws and their parents. And, Lord God, we pray for their family members and all of them, God, that are closely connected and knitted to what they're doing. Father God, we bind and rebuke and we come forth with, Lord God, faith and confidence that they are able to do exceedingly abundantly above. Even all that man may imagine is the they could do, but God, you've given us the ability to do all things, and so we honor you for that. And then we look for Pastor Larry. Father God, we pray for his ministry. We pray, Father God, for divine favor and grace, and he'll be led by the Spirit that he will learn how to love God, flow love God in humility, and not look at what other people are doing, God, and try to do what they're doing, but then you take the approach. And Lord, what is the climate for my life? What would you have me to do it? Lord God, we just pray that men will come to recognize that and we pray for guests two and three. 
Thank you, Father God, for our guests who listen so attentively to our services tonight. And Lord, we pray, we pray for prophets on you, Lord God. We pray, God, whatever they need, we ask that you bless them, that you keep them, that you lead them, that you guide them, that you speak unto them the riches, Lord God, that you have set forth in the inheritance for the saints. And then, Lord, lastly but not least, we pray for the ministry that I pastor and the work that you called me to do. I continue to ask that you bless every participant, always giving them blessings of favor and honor, Lord God, and whatever they stand in need of, be granted tonight. And Father God, I give you praise on and glory. Grieve on us. Grieve on our ministries and our individual works. Let us be great stewards of Lord God to take the humble affairs of the Holy Ghost that He can teach us something all the time. Oh God bless us. Keep us without prayer. In Jesus' name. Amen. Listen up, thanks to God. This is your host, Bishop F.L. Fellows, broadcasting live from the PWE studios in the beautiful city of Baton Rouge. Let me just say this. There's a heavy anointing that is flowing in the airways, and I know you sense it, and I know you sense his presence. What you should do is just take a couple of deep breaths. You know, just take a couple of deep breaths. Inhale, and then exhale. Well, we're going to take a couple of deep breaths. You know, exhale, excuse me, and then inhale. Just clear and just take a couple of deep breaths. You know, the Lord has just given us this, amen, presence to, to just gleam in it and just stay there for a minute. It's not going to hurt you. It's going to help you and it's going to heal you. Oh, I thank God for his presence. Thank God for his presence. Thank God for his presence. And I just consider you all to be blessed, especially as men and women of God, that those who come alongside and helping you doing for you and showing you things, please, ma'am, please do. Don't take it for granted. Glean from the fields of those who have the experience. And it's not about the experience, but it's about the wisdom that comes along with it. Broadcasting live, once again, from the PWE studios in the beautiful city of Bachelorette, Louisiana, this is your host, Bishop F.L. Phillips, signing off live, saying in the German tongue, Kavash Dias, that means May the good Lord bless you until we meet again. So Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.